0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Finally, We've just launched two new shows in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network that you guys need to check out, our MLB Gambling Podcast and SGPN's own fantasy football podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed so you never miss an episode. Just search Sports Gambling Podcast Network on your favorite podcast provider. Okay, and welcome everyone to a Monday morning edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. This is Monday, April 26th. We're recording at 11 a.m. Eastern. This is your host, ZB, coming to you live from New York City. I'm joined by Munaf. Munaf, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, buddy. Uh, Another
1: exciting week of hoops and uh, another good weekend. So a couple of good games and a couple of shockers. We'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, it was, it was a good week, a good week of betting with player props and, you know, totals that I posted on my Twitter, but, um, you know, hopefully we can continue that momentum going into this week. How's your weekend?
0: My weekend was good. I I have to say I was, I had a big day. I think it was Wednesday. Do we have a huge day on our picks? I, I had a, you know, a five and O oh or a six and O oh day where I was, where we, we were in a lot of agreement and then. Yeah. Just held off the rest of the week, so looking forward to getting that Venmo today. There you um, go. You know, <laughs> you know how it is. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> um, but, you know, good week. I believe we are now 22 days from the play-in tournament, 26 days from the playoffs, yeah. um, and things are really starting to shape up. Obviously, a lot still to discuss with seating, which we'll get to. Um, little outline for the show today. We're going to start off with Munoz Daily Fadeaway. Um, those have been cash cows so far to students that so we're looking forward to keeping that going. Um, and then we will catch up a little bit on some of the action from the weekend, get you guys set up for this Monday night slate here on the 26th. And then we're going to finish by looping back with our divisional downloads. Moonoff and I covered the Eastern conference here with Dan and Moonoff covering the West. So we'll get back to that Atlantic division. A lot of fun, obviously with the Knicks continuing to win the Celtics, maybe waking up a little bit. So there'll be a lot to talk about there, but Without further ado, let's get right into it with Moonaf. What is the daily fade away? Where who are we fading this week? Um, and again, just to re- refresh everyone's memory, these are kind of short spurt fades that we think are a good actionable angle to kind of get you going if you're looking for a place to start betting the slate.
1: Yeah, I think uh, this week I'm not sure if we've covered this team. I know we covered the uh, Timberwolves and and Oklahoma City Thunder, obviously, um, but this week I'm gonna, or these couple next games or maybe even the. For this week, it'll probably be the Orlando Magic for me this uh this week. Uh, you take a look at what they've not done defensively over their past <laughs> 10 games. Uh, dead last in defensive efficiency with the 120.7 defensive rating. Um again over their last 10 games, they're giving up close to 120 points per game, one in nine straight up, two and eight against the spread, and seven and three to the over over their last 10 games Uh, and then back-to-back situations over their last 10 games they've given up an average of 120 so they've been you know hanging around that 120 mark uh, against their opponents you know they're obviously headed for the for the lottery and again going back to where they traded away their three best players kind of starting to integrate some of these youngers like the Mo Bambas and the Chuma Okiki's a, and you know, they got Cole Anthony back. So these young guys really aren't playing defense. They do take on the Lakers tonight. And I we'll get to that game here in a little bit, but um, at least for these next three to four games, you take a look at their schedule. They have the Lakers tonight to take on a young Cavs team. Uh, and then they have Memphis in back-to-back situation. So keep an eye on those Memphis team totals and possibly their spreads uh, going in on, uh, I believe it's later on this week against Memphis.
0: Yeah, and I will say well, with Orlando as well, um, you know, thoughts go out to Steve Clifford, their coach, he does it positive for COVID. And, you know, Steve yes. Clifford, he is a defensive first, you know, kind of one of those Tibbs type coaches who gets on these guys in the defensive end. He's now out for mm-hmm. t- at least 10 to 14 days. That'll coincide directly yeah. with a daily fadeaway. You know, hate to make coaches' health a part of the, uh, the angle today, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you know how it is. I mean, this team... The motivation, they got kind of smacked by the Pacers uh, last night, I believe that was, at home, you know, giving up 131. Now the Lakers come into town. Lakers um, obviously looking for a beatdown. And, yeah, uh, then they go to the road, Cleveland, with a back-to-back against Memphis, like you said, after that. So could be a good week to get at, at this magic defense.
1: Yeah, so keep that in mind when you're, you know, just check those numbers in the morning when those lines drop because they I'm sure they will be on the move as, as we go throughout the throughout the day of their uh day of their games.
0: Yes, sir. Now, let's get a little, to a little bit of the uh what happened over the weekend here. Um mm-hmm. we can kind of you want to just kind of trade back and forth with observations here. I I can start yeah. off. I I I I'm glad you brought this Memphis team. I, I think they're just so impressive the way they go out and compete every single night. And especially on the road to um, kind of just the way they like, especially that game yesterday, they kind of just stuck it to Portland, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, to go into Portland, beat them back to back, um, especially that's kind of, I feel like symbolic of kind of the rise of this Memphis team. It doesn't really make sense to me how they're so good, but um You know they're just more than they're more than the sum of their parts, and led Mm -hmm. by John Morant, his just viciousness with which he attacks the rim. Love watching this team. So you know I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the play. And I think most people will want to take either the Blazers or the Warriors over them if that's what it gets to. Yeah, that's kind of where we're shaping up right now. But they just kind of continue to keep winning, and you know they they obviously struggled to close that game yesterday, but just a really really fun team uh jaw obviously just love watching him play now you get balance back they are in denver tonight i'm definitely looking at memphis uh only a four and a half point spread here seven and a half a week ago obviously denver's had some Mm -hmm. more further injury problems but i want to start off by giving a shout out to the memphis grizzlies
1: yeah just going off of that quickly um you know they they're finally healthy right they got valid back we saw uh triple j come back um he's played in two games uh Believe he did not play last night. Um. But yeah, they're healthy, right? And and like you said, John Moran, I think this is a guy that kind of needs to lead this team, at least on the offensive side of the basketball, because we know what he can do, right? He can get to the basket at will, get some easy baskets, and then they're surrounded by some great shooters with Grayson Allen, and we know what Kyle Anderson can do and uh, Desmond Bain. And I mean, this is just a very complete team, so I'm hoping that this team can stay healthy and they'll probably make some noise here, be in the play-in tournament, possibly, you know, get into the playoffs, and I'm sure – If they end up as a seven or eight seed, they're going to give some problems to that one or two seed, however it lines up. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, The team that I wanted to highlight here in the, I'll go to the Eastern Conference was the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they lost Trey Young to that ankle injury, but for them to beat, um, they beat Milwaukee yesterday and then they went out and beat, uh, I believe it was the Miami Heat you know, without Trey, um, don't yeah, without Trey. So two impressive wins. And then, like we said, they're in that top four, top five, um, battling for, for playoff position, that Eastern conference, uh, you know, guys are stepping up, you know, they didn't have Clint Capella for one of those games. So we've talked about the depth that this team has, and now it's kind of time for that depth to step up without Trey young. And it has been over at least these last two games, They are in Detroit tonight, so hopefully they can get – I think Clint Capella should be playing tonight for them. But uh, you kind of go back and kind of look at the box score against the um, Miami Heat. John Collins is kind of leading this way here, but then you're also getting contributions from Gallo and Lou Williams and, and, and Bogdanovich. So like we talked about that depth, now it's starting to come into play for them. So two big impressive wins for the Atlanta Hawks over these last two nights.
0: Yeah, and obviously can't say enough about Nate McMillan and kind of what he's done there um, with kind of changing this team after Lloyd Pierce. I will say with regard to Atlanta, I mean, you look at this Eastern Conference playoff picture right now, it's getting very interesting with the Mm -hmm. Knicks and the Hawks tied for that four spot. They're both two games ahead of the Celtics and the Heat who are tied for that sixth spot. Obviously, six is the key because you want to avoid the play-in. But... You know, alongside of that reality and the standings, I feel like most people will probably take the Celtics or the Heat over the Hawks and the Knicks. Right. You know, I think most people consider those two teams better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, huge shout out to the Hawks. Um, you know, very impressive. Obviously, Bogdanovich looking really good, and you know that's a nice acquisition for them this offseason. I will keep it in the Southeast Division. I we got to finally shout out the Washington Wizards. Yes, <laughs> potentially the least talked about team on this on this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the more I think I can't remember the last time I said Bradley Beal's name on this podcast, but they're getting it done um, on the defensive end, too. I mean, I think we're kind of starting to see with this team that they can be good enough offensively that if they can just get this defense to be middle of the road, um, they can really start to win games. And that's kind of what they've done. They've done a good job holding teams, you know, to reasonable point outputs, and they're going to consistently get, you know, 120, 125 points uh, up on the board with the offensive talent that they have and eight straight wins for the wizards. And, you know, I hate to, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what they wanted, right? They built this team to chase the play in and chase the back end of the playoffs. It looks like they're going to get that obviously with the bulls and the Raptors kind of starting to fall off a little bit more. So the wizards playing really good basketball, looking like a much better team, you know, not that they would push anybody in the first round if they got with Brooklyn or Philly, but um Definitely just want to shout out to the way that they've been playing recently. Nine and one of their last 10 and eight straight wins.
1: Yeah. Like you said, like this isn't a team that we've been talking about, but <laughs> you know, they're slowly, you know, creeping up into the standings here and getting into that play in where tournament where every really life, what eight, nine in a row here. Yep. Um, Covering in every single one of those games, like for one, when they only, you know, missed it by half a point, but um, you know, Russell Westbrook's been playing out of his mind. We've been talking about his player props and all his points and rebounds from a gambling angle. And then Bradley Beal, I mean, we know what he can do. He can shoot an automatic 30 almost every single night, but it's kind of been the pieces around them that, you know, have been stepping up. And we take a look over their last 10 games, the number two team in the entire league with the best defensive rating, the Washington Wizards at 105.8 with a net rating of 5.4. So, um, you know, this is going to be a team that's going to be a tough out in the play in tournament. Obviously, when you have two dynamic players, like, Bradley billion and Russell Westbrook. It's going to be tough in there. I think at least for them to get into this play in tournament, they're playing you know their best basketball right now. So hopefully, it kind of continues for them for this rest of the season. Um, the last team that I did want to kind of shut out, and I'll say in the Eastern Conference, and I think you know uh, uh, the buzz has been about them is the New York Knicks. I mean, yes, <laughs> twelve straight covers. Um, over their last 12 games, they're what nine and three in that span. They're on a big winning streak here. You got huge victory over Toronto. Um, uh, I believe that was so Saturday morning, yeah. uh, they had the afternoon game. So, you know, they have a big game tonight against Phoenix. So I think this will be a great measuring stick on where I think we see where the New York Knicks are. Um, you know, Phoenix is going to be on their last game of this little Eastern conference road trip that they have tonight, but. Again, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, who's been playing well for them. Julius Randle, we know what he's been doing all season. I think the big thing for them that people are not really talking about has been Nerlens Noel Noel at that center position, who's just been absolutely great defensively for them. And they have great shooters around it. So I, I think, you know, in my book, if I was a, a voter, I would probably uh, vote for Tom Thibodeau to win coach of the year. I mean, he's not getting the recognition for what he's, been doing with this New York's Knicks team because of what their performance has been in the past. He's just made a 180 degree turnaround for this whole organization. And I think a lot of the players have come out and said that it, when the New York Knicks are good and they're bad and they're competing and battling like they are and hopefully getting into the playoffs, it's always good for the whole NBA entire league when you have a team like the New York Knicks. So, um, you know, I know it, 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 these are the New York Knicks are one of your teams. So I want to kind of get your thoughts on that also.
0: Yeah, a huge game tonight against Phoenix. I, I think what's interesting about this whole run for the Knicks, I mean they they were still only a pick'em in that game against the Raptors, right? And we yeah. we talked about much earlier in the season how there's kind of this uh, tension with the Raptors where no one really wants to downgrade them that far because when they're healthy, they've been this playoff team. So I thought that was an interesting line. Yeah, the Knicks are not getting that. I mean, they're making a lot of shots. I think mean, they they've been really hitting shots. So you know, that's the kind of thing that can regress at some point, but. I think, you know, very impressive what they're doing. So we'll talk about them a little more when we preview that Suns game. That's probably the marquee yeah. game on the slate tonight. I will say, just with regard to Phoenix, they obviously lost that game in Brooklyn yesterday. And <laughs> Brooklyn now opens up a one-and-a-half game lead over the Sixers for, in that one-seed race. Uh, yeah. Which, if they if Brooklyn gets the one-seed with all, everything that, that's going on with them, that would just be incredible. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a weird time where, you know, the Bucks are five and five in their last ten. The Sixes are five and five in their last ten. The Nets are six and four in their last ten. Same thing mm-hmm. in the West. The Suns and the Jazz are both only six and four in their last ten, allowing the Clippers to creep back into the conversation for the two seed. So, lots of seating uh, implications coming up. Um, anything else? Are you ready to get into the slate for tonight?
1: No, that's all. I have. we get into the? I know we have a big schedule tonight, so let's get into those
0: games. Perfect. Let's get into the games. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll come back with the Monday night slate. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games with generous promos, odds, and parlays happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N bet.com and download the app today. I'm looking at the Knicks as a home dog tonight on WinBet. Going to get down on that. Guys, you can't beat this special offer. $500 risk-free sports bet. Make sure to get the details at winbet.com. Okay, coming back off the break. Let's get right into it. Monday, April 26th. The first game we have on the slate implicates the daily fadeaway Munaf, we've been told we need to disagree more on these games. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> we, <Yeah. laughs> we, Munaf and I tend to see the game very similarly, so we'll try to give you more diverse uh, opinions on some of these matchups here. But with the daily fadeaway, it might be hard to do that. Let's see. The Lakers go to Orlando. Lakers are laying 10. Total is at 210. Munaf, are we, is the team total in effect with the Lakers? That team total is at 110.5.
1: Yeah, this is uh, – for the Lakers, I mean, it's it, it's tough. I think the first point I do want to make for the Lakers is that after the loss against Dallas on Saturday night where they lost that second game of the uh, mini-series against Dallas, Anthony Davis came out and said that their next two games are must-win situations. Okay, um, I didn't see that. Wow. F- f- yeah, for the Lakers, yeah, he said that because, you know, that right now they've lost, what, four out of their last five games – so they're kind of free falling in the standings here. So I think this is kind of the get right game for for the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm I'm expecting a big game out of Anthony Davis here tonight against Orlando. Um, the Lakers have been putting up the points right. They got a, they, I mean, 97 against Utah. Okay, they got 110 against Dallas. And then 93 against Dallas, but Dallas has been one of the better defensive teams. Now we're going up against the Orlando Magic, you know, like we mentioned in the Daily Fadeaway, one of the worst defenses in the entire league right now over their last 10 games. Um, do the Lakers have enough offensively to put up those points? I'm not sure. It's just gonna depend on how many points or minutes, sorry, Anthony Davis plays going forward because they are still trying to be cautious with, with his minutes and his injury. Um, but I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers here tonight. I know it's double digits on the road here tonight, but I think this is going to be a game where the Lakers kind of get right. And I think this is a game where Anthony Davis has a big game. Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis should be able to dominate inside and get and get rebounds and create second chance opportunities for the Los Angeles Lakers. I had mentioned this on my Twitter when that first game, you know, when, um, Anthony Davis returned, I think it was like one of the first possessions for the Lakers where, um, Anthony Davis or sorry, Andre Drummond, sorry, Anthony Davis, you know, shot a a jump shot. Andre Drummond got the rebound offensive rebound, kicked it out to KCP for the three pointer. And I think that's something that the shooters for the Lakers are going to have to be ready to do, uh, because they will be able to dominate on these boards. But you know, for tonight I do, I'm going to lay the 10 points with, with the Lakers tonight.
0: Yeah, and the Lakers in that Mavericks game uh, shot twelve of forty-five, twenty-six percent from three in that matchup. So yeah. hopefully some regression there as well. Twenty bench points also for the Lakers. They need other guys to step up with LeBron yeah. out of the lineup still. Um, so you got to get the supporting cast playing a little better. Obviously AD has struggled since coming back. I think this could be a good night for a little AD player prop situation. I would probably lean to the Magic on this number of ten. I mean the Lakers, yes, they you know they they. Have the pedigree and treating this like a must-win game, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of points for this team. Yeah. I mean, it, if you look at the, the pieces that they're bringing to the table without LeBron, I think I would lean to the ten. Obviously, not really desirous of taking the Magic either here. I do kind of maybe lean to this over at two ten. Feels a little short. What would your numbers make this uh, this total here? Yeah, let me take
1: a look here real quick. Um, yeah, I have it capped at two sixteen. Okay, with the Lakers scoring exactly one hundred and ten. 110 and a half points. So I think that's what the team total is right now for yeah. the Lakers. Um, you know, like you mentioned, like the shooting kind of did or they didn't shoot well against the Dallas Mavericks. So hopefully that, you know, that kind of regresses back to the mean, um, but I, like I said, I, I'm going to be looking out for some Anthony Davis props here tonight. I think he should have a big game for the Lakers. But um, you know, I think the first game that we're on, you know, opposite sides, which 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 is a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell, I, I'm I, I'm not necessarily going to stake my flag on on Orlando Magic, okay. but I will I will say I, I think it's Magic or pass for me. Um, okay. Although I do like this over at 210. I mean. Look, the Magic, their defense, we've talked about how it can struggle. And, you mm-hmm. know, they're, I think they, they've shown an, a possibility to get up and down a little bit, a lot yeah. of young pieces. And, look, their last, uh, you know, their last five games here, all losses, even if you go deeper than that, I mean, it's all been kind of high scoring, um, obviously allowing, you know, 135 points to the Pelicans. So, like, that helps out. So, I would like this to go over to 210. Um, okay. Do we have a number on the AD player prop?
1: I was looking uh, before we got on. I think He has a probable designation, so maybe not. Yeah, and I think both ways are both waiting for uh, some injury reports to come out for, um, again, both of these teams. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up. But we can get to the next game. If it comes up, I'll, I'll just quickly mention it.
0: Sounds good. I will see at the next game here. The team we just talked about, the Washington Wizards, are a three-and-a-half-point home dog to the San Antonio Spurs. Total is at 228. Trying to pull up the injury news here, but with the Wizards as a home dog off the rip, that looks pretty appetizing. Um, What are your thoughts on this game, Munaf, here?
1: Yeah, I'm very confused by this line. I mean, I love the Wizards as a home dog here tonight against the Spurs, especially the way that they've been playing, right? I mean, San Antonio has been playing well also, but they're not playing better than the Washington Wizards, so... Uh, Again, you know, check that injury report. I think Russell Westbrook has been playing these back-to-back situations. I don't think that's an issue for him anymore. Um, You know, I I I just don't understand it. Uh, Let me see if I can find some you know trends on these back-to-back situations for the Washington Wizards. Nine and five against the spread on back-to-back nights. Nine and five to the over. Uh, They're eleven and eight as a home underdog. So um, you know, some some some. Good notes there, at least as far as Washington being on back-to-back situation. So I'll take that plus three and a half here for for the Wizards here tonight.
0: Yeah, the, definitely a little bit of a confusing line here, I got to say. I mean, I guess San Antonio – I mean, what has San Antonio done to kind of merit being a three-and-a-half-point road favorite right? here? yeah um you know they're coming in with two straight uh, wins against the pistons and the pelicans um but yeah with how well washington's been playing it feels like a good spot to, to get with them at home um for the spurs coming in i mean I, what do you think about this total here at 228 feels like um maybe a little bit high I, I don't know
1: yeah it does feel a little bit high but uh, again it- it's going to depend on who's dictating the pace here, right? We take a look over their last 10 games, and I love looking at these stats because it's more recent. Washington's yeah. number one in pace over their last 10 games in the entire league. San Antonio is all the way down at number 23. So um, i agree with you. My numbers put this around 224. So um, if if it keeps creeping up, I might you know just kind of take uh, a stab at that under here tonight uh, in this game, maybe parlay those two together.
0: Yeah. I'll actually ask on that point. I mean, how do you kind of balance recent form versus your prior opinion of a team when you're handicapping, you know, a night by night situation?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I I think post all-star break, at least like after a week or two, I start looking at more of what this team has done recently, because maybe early on in the season, team was still trying to find their identity and working through some of the kinks because a team like, I think the Washington Wizards is a prime example because they have they have a lot of young guys on this team and then you also brought in a superstar player like Russell Westbrook who was still kind of trying to find their way I know very very early on in the season uh, when you know you and Ryan were doing the podcast we had talked about this in Slack you know that Washington was one of the worst defenses at, at the time early on in the season and we're trying to you know fading Washington um, on you know taking their points team totals and just taking the over in the game but now you kind of fast forward to where we are right now in the season Um Again, Washington are number two in defensive rating over their last 10 games. So that's a significant appro- improvement for them. And then now number one in pace over their last 10 games. So I-, I think right now it's the season as we're kind of winding it down with these teams. I have 10 to 12 games left. You can of see what their identity really is and what their motivation is for the regular season. So we talked about in the daily fadeaway or Orlando magic. Okay. Where they don't really care about playing defense right now because they're kind of ready to mail it in for the rest of the season and get to that lottery pick versus the Washington wizards who are nine and one in their last 10 games, got a little winning streak going here and trying to get into that play in tournament with, with your two superstar players. So I think that's kind of how I kind of gauge it from team to team.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially I think the situational evaluation is very important, like, you know, especially because of the standings kind of shifting at all times here now Mm -hmm. and teams falling out of playoff contention. Like, I think, like, with the Sixers, they aren't playing great ball recently. I would still kind of not fact that in as much because it's been more, like, injuries and, Mm -hmm. you know, Ben Simmons being out, and they're still in the thick of the playoff chase. But it seemed like the Magic, like you said, they're falling off the face of the earth. Now it's time to look forward to the offseason. You got to kind of be constantly re-looking at that. So, that's a great point there. I think we're both definitely in agreement that Washington plus three and a half pending health is a very, very good play. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's go to another three and a half point home dog, the Atlanta Hawks, who we just talked about. They're in Detroit, laying three and a half on the road. Total is at two sixteen and a half. Feel like it might be time to hop off the Atlanta train now. Coming in on a back to back after a huge win over the Bucks. Pistons. They've been good as a home dog this year. Uh, Where are you going with this game here, Munaf?
1: Yeah, I think this might be a flat spot for um, the Atlanta Hawks, like you mentioned, coming off of two big, big wins against Eastern Conference opponents that are in that playoff race with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Um, I think for Detroit, we've talked about all season how they've been a great team um, against the spread kind of trying to find their metrics here uh, for Detroit. Uh, Man, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I didn't write those down, but here, let me quickly um, take a look if I can find something here, but um, yeah, like you mentioned, I think this might be a flat spot for, for the, for the um, Atlanta Hawks coming off of two big wins. Like I mentioned, Detroit at home, as at home underdog 13, nine and one against the spread. They're 15 and 15, 11 and one against the spread. At home this season overall, they're 32, 27, and 2. So, you know, their their overall record, straight up wins record, is not you know kind of indicative of what this team has done covering games because you know we are a gambling podcast, so those the numbers that we kind of look at against the spread. So yeah, I'll take a Detroit as a home underdog here tonight. Uh, like I mentioned, Atlanta maybe in a flat spot here. But if I think if Clint Capella does go tonight, take a look at some of, some of his player props, um, you know, rebounding props, because he's absolutely been a machine uh, for the Atlanta Hawks this season.
0: Yeah, and if, if Clint is in, it'll be very fun to watch. A little bit of Clint-Isaiah Stewart battle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with, with the Pistons, look, they I thought this three game, mini three-game road trip covered in Dallas, competed hard in that game, thought they were giving Dallas a lot of problems. Then they kind of lose in San Antonio on the back-to-back, and then they go to Indiana. They kind of had that game won. Indiana with a late burst gets it done, but the Pistons still covered that spot. Um, You know, I continue to really like what this Pistons team is doing. I will say, I mean, they've kind of gone back to their veteran starting group now that Mm -hmm. they've had some injuries subsiding. So Mason Plumlee back in the starting lineup, uh, along with like Corey Joseph and Josh Jackson. Jeremy Grant's obviously back. He's taken on that bigger role that he's had. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I still love Isaiah Stewart. Killian Hayes coming off the bench, Diallo, Frank Jackson. I kind of like those younger pieces a little bit more. It makes them a little more of a feisty team. But, yeah. you know, yeah, in this spot here for Atlanta, third game in four nights, um, coming off the back-to-back home wins against Miami-Milwaukee, kind of out of their league a little bit. Now this mm-hmm. three-and-a-half number kind of screams Detroit to me. So I will go with the Pistons for sure here. Really like both the Pistons and the Wizards pending a clean injury report. Um, thoughts on the total of 216-and-a-half?
1: It seems a little low to me. Especially, you know, when you have two teams that, um, you know, that can get up and down with with some of the younger guys. And we know what the shooting capabilities are of both of these teams. Take a look over the last ten um, games for Atlanta, number five in offensive efficiency. Detroit, um, you know, they're down at number twenty seven, but. You know, we know that this Detroit team can put up points. They have the shooters, like we said, with Sadiq Bey and and um, you know, Isaiah Stewart's another guy that can, can like step out and knock down those three-point shots. Wayne Ellington, I think one of the better shooters in this league that's on this Detroit team that can knock down shots. Um, but yeah, I think that total is a little load, load to me. I'll dig more into that. And if I do like it, I'll drop it either on my Twitter and our Slack channel.
0: There we go. Next game on the slate, the OKC Thunder go. To Philadelphia, where the Sixers are 11 and a half point home favorite, totals at 219. I'm seeing a, a lot of questionable here for the Sixers. Embiid, Tobias, Corkmas are all questionable. Ben Simmons just got the questionable upgrade here. Um, he has dealing with an illness that's a little bit of an interesting situation. You know, don't want to speculate too much on that, but with a lot mm-hmm. of injury uh, questions. We can go kind of quickly on this game. You got any thoughts on either the total or the side here?
1: I'll just give it quick. I mean, with so many injuries, again, check later in the day what this injury report is, but I'm going to keep fading this Oklahoma City Thunder uh, defense, so I'll probably take the Philadelphia team total over here tonight, pending if Embiid or Tobias is able to go. I'll take that team total uh, over for the Sixers. But as far as the game, I think there's not much there with all these injury question marks.
0: Yeah, and obviously the Sixers. I mean, they kind of they they really need to win this game. So I mean, I'm yeah. I'm a little bit surprised to see all this questionable. I mean, you, they kind of need Embiid to carry them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, four straight losses, and again, the Nets. I mean, they're the Nets have a tougher schedule. The Sixers do have the easiest schedule in the league remaining starting tonight. Obviously, with that OKC team on a 13 game losing streak. I mean, yeah. yeah, with these injuries, not much of a case to be made for either side here. And anything else in this game, or you want to keep moving on? No, nah, let's keep moving. Yeah, let's keep moving. Let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with the rest of the slates. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. Best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you now, you have options. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. With Roman... You'll get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet and getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP. Take care of your ED without leaving home and complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Here we go, guys. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. Get $15 off your first month. Look, guys, it's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. All right, Moon, I'm coming back off the break. The biggest game of the night. You know, how many people would have thought this before the season? The Phoenix Suns on a back to back although it's in the same city they go to the Madison yeah. Square Garden where it will cost you 352 dollars to get in the building tonight as a Knicks fan i just i checked you know was hopeful that we could get that under 100 bucks and i was quickly denied <laughs> um, <laughs> you know absolutely no chance that i'll be attending this game but regardless the Phoenix Suns are a 2 point road favorite totals at 215 Knicks, obviously, like you mentioned, coming up a big win streak. I'll let you start it off. Where are you going with this game? Really excited to watch this one.
1: Yeah, this almost feels like that. You kind of want to fade the public because I feel like they're going to be all over the uh, New York Knicks tonight because they've covered 12 straight games. Um, Phoenix, like we said, they're on the last leg of their uh, road trip here on the Eastern Conference. But again, travel is not an issue because they're in the same city. And they had an early game with Brooklyn yesterday. So, you know, rest and and travel is not going to be that much of an issue for them. As much as I do want to take the Knicks here tonight, I'm going to take Phoenix here, you know, laying the two points here on the road. Um, I think this is going to be a good measuring stick for the New York Knicks. tonight. I mean, we take a look at some of the opponents that the New York Knicks have played in their little, you know, nine game winning streak here and there, their covering streak. I mean, it's been the Toronto Raptors, the Lakers, you know, the Pelicans. I think that was an impressive win. The Dallas one was too, but then you had Charlotte, Atlanta in there, Toronto again. So I think they're now they're kind of stepping up in competition against one of the better offensive and defensive teams in the entire league. Um, You know, and I think players love getting up to play, at a venue like Madison square garden, because it kind of is like the Mecca of, of the NBA arenas. So I think we'll see a big game out of Devin Booker, Chris Paul here tonight. Um, I think defensively Phoenix has the capabilities of limiting the shooting for the, um, for the New York Knicks. So I'll I'll go ahead and I'll take the two points on the Phoenix suns here tonight.
0: Yeah. I, I hate to say, but I will go with Phoenix as well in this game. Um, you know, like you – it's funny. We 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 think exactly – as you <laughs> made that comment, I was pulling up the Knicks schedule to, to list off the teams they beat, and they haven't really had any marquee wins, been a lot yeah. of kind of average teams. And, you know, that there's a case to be made that's obviously so important. You have to be able to beat average teams in this league to make the playoffs. Right. You know, that Trey Young ankle injury obviously gave him a win as well in that Hawks mm-hmm. overtime game. And you look at the Knicks, the way they've been shooting the basketball, back-to-back games, over 50% three-point shooting – as well as a 40% game prior to that. So that's three straight games of really hot shooting. Um, So I do think that, you know, with the Knicks, potentially a little bit of regression. And obviously this number does kind of scream Suns to me just because I think, like you mentioned, everyone's going to want to eat up this Knicks plus two at home. Yeah, Um, I will make the case, though, I think the Suns offensively could have a lot of success in this game. You kind of look at the way the Knicks – have been defending this year. They're really good at defending the three with their effort. And then they have Nerland's Noel and Taj Gibson, who kind of just hang out by the rim and block a ton of shots. Mm-hmm. You compare that to what the Suns want to do. And that's really Chris Paul and Devin Booker getting their mid-range game um, right. and elevating in the mid-range. So I think going to pull up a player prop uh, here. I think this could be a big Chris Paul scoring game, just kind of getting into that mid-range. You know, the Knicks do play that super conventional pick-and-roll coverage that Chris Paul should eat up, I think, with Nerland's Noel just dropping so far back. Um so you look at Chris Paul over 16 and a half points, kind of like mm-hmm. that Devin Booker as well. He is at uh 26 and a half. Any, any thoughts on either of those? I do think that these guys can have a lot of success in the mid range tonight.
1: Yeah. You take a look at Chris Paul's, uh, you know, points on what he's been able to do over these last couple games, because we're not, we really don't see Chris Paul as a scorer, right? I mean, he sneakily can get you 17, 18, 20 points, you know, in a night, if you wanted to, but we, we think of him more of the, as the facilitator, as the guy that's going to get everybody in the right spots. But prior to last night's loss um, against the Brooklyn nets, he had 22 against the Celtics, 28 against the Sixers, and then 22 against the Milwaukee bucks. So um, now that 16 and a half is kind of looking a little bit conservative for a guy like Chris Paul, who can knock down those three point shots, uh, sorry, those mid range jump shots. Now, the road this season, Chris Paul averaging close to 17 points and nine assists per game. So maybe a combo if your book offers it yeah. a, a, a points and assist prop for him. If it's hovering around maybe like a 20, 20 anywhere in the range of 24 to 20, 26, I think that's a good bet for Chris Paul tonight.
0: Yes, definitely. And, and I, yeah, I really like that play for Chris Paul, either on the points or the assists. I mean, this is kind of why you bring in Chris Paul, right? Third, you know, mm-hmm. last game of a road trip, just kind of trying to find your way to a win. Low total at 215. Definitely feels like a Chris Paul type of game. Yeah. So I will I will definitely go with the Suns minus a two here. Any thoughts on the total at 215?
1: I would probably lean to the under. Um, these two teams are, you know, one of the better defensive teams in the league. I know Phoenix has been struggling over their last 10 games, at least on the defensive side of the basketball. But like you mentioned, Phoenix Suns, have the capability of kind of limiting what the New York Knicks try to do on the offense. But again, New York Knicks right now, number five in the entire league over the last, I know, 10 games in defensive rating. Uh, but I think this is a game that, you know, coming off of a loss that Phoenix Suns want to in the road trip on a high note going back home because they do have a big game coming up against, I believe the Clippers yep. after this game. And then they have Utah. So, I think this is a game where they kind of know that they need to win because they have those two opponents that are one. Well, that's one right behind them, one team that they're kind of looking up to. But, um, you know, as far as this total, I think uh, I think this is a game where Phoenix can really limit uh, the New York, New York Knicks on offense.
0: Yeah, and it's just crazy. I mean, the, the, you look at that Suns-Nets game yesterday. um it's crazy how the Nets can kind of just turn any game into like an, a free flowing offensive battle. Like that's not really how the Suns want to play, but the yeah. Nets just dictate that. <laughs> so right. that that was yeah. obviously fun to watch yesterday. Um, and yeah, I mean this is gonna be one of the better games. In the slates so am really looking forward to watching. this is NBA TV, uh, so one of the one of the mm-hmm. national TV games, seven forty p.m. Eastern tip. Let's go Knicks there tonight. Uh, excited for that one. Next game on the slate: the Cleveland Cavaliers go to Toronto or Tampa Bay, where the the Raptors are a 10-point favorite at home. Total is at 216. This number feels very big to me. Munaf, where are you going with this game?
1: Yeah, this is a big number. Um, I'm not sure why Toronto at this point in the season is favored by this many points. Um, Toronto, you know, coming off of a loss against the New York Knicks the other night um, on, I believe, Saturday, where they just kind of got punished. It just feels like that, like we're still trying to figure out this late in the season, like who this Toronto Raptors yes. team is, right? Yes. It, it, it's, it's very confusing because there's only about ten to twelve <laughs> games left for some of these yeah. teams. You know, they won four games in a row. I mean, uh, you know, they beat San Antonio, Orlando, OKC. Okay, you know, lesser opponents. They beat uh, uh, Brooklyn, but that was without Kevin Durant, James Harden. I think only Kyrie was playing in that game. And then they they take a big L to to the New York Knicks, who are you know one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference this season. Now you're going up against a it's a, a gritty Cleveland uh, Cavaliers team. I'm not sure that they should be laying the ten points. I'll I'll take Cleveland here plus the ten uh, points here tonight. Just keep an eye on if Colin Sexton is going to go tonight because I know he did not play uh, play last night against the uh, the Washington Wizards.
0: Yeah, Sexton is doubtful for tonight with the concussion. Um, okay. But you know, I almost kind of like this team a little better without him potentially. I mean, okay. I I, re- I really like what Darius Garland can do in that spread pick and roll. He's looking really good recently. But Darius mm-hmm. Garland definitely making a little bit of a leap as we speak. Um, Twenty eight and nine assists, um, able to kind of dime up guys in the pick and roll, much more spread out. And Sexton, you know, he does have that alpha dog scorer type personality. Um, and he can bring you that, that, those points, especially in a matchup on the road like this. So you'd love to have him out there, but you mm-hmm. know, Garland can definitely handle that, that role. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the 10 here with, with the Cavs. I mean, definitely feels like way too big of a number and the Raptors, you know, they've been really up and like you said, impossible team to figure out this year. And we're still kind of treating them like a mid mid tier East playoff team when, when healthy, you know, even yeah. at, at this stage in the season, and they haven't necessarily done, they've been obviously had COVID issues and all that. So, I'll go with the Cavs plus the 10 total at 216. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I was kind of taking a look at two things here. Uh, The last time the Toronto Raptors were a 10, a double digit favorite was all the way back on January 14th against the Charlotte Hornets. And they only won that game by three. Since then, they haven't even sniffed being a 10 point favorite. The closest that they've gotten, I see is a couple seven and a halves. an eight and a half. But so that's kind of, you know, telling you that either they did the books don't think that highly of Cleveland or that Toronto's kind of getting too much respect here. But as far as the total, I think these two teams did link up uh, earlier this season, April 10th, the Toronto Raptors got the victory, one thirty-five, one fifteen. So that game flew over the total. And then they got together on March twenty-first, one oh 105 Uh Cleveland won that game by eleven. That game went over the two fifteen. Also, so um, I kind of do like the over here tonight. I, for some reason, um, I think this is, we'll see a lot of pace in this game with guys getting up and down the floor, especially with you know Cleveland with like you mentioned with Darius Garland. They have the shooters with, you know, Kevin Love is out there. You have Isaac Okoro and some of their young guys. I think Jared Allen and if I think if Larry Nance is playing tonight, I I don't know if he's uh, playing. I don't know if you see anything on that, but they should have some success getting inside the basket or finishing around the basket for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I kind of do like the over in this game here tonight.
0: All right, there you go. I mean, I don't really necessarily have thoughts on the total. Larry Nancy, yeah, he played 23 minutes in that game against the Wizards, so hopefully he'll be out there, not on the injury report whatsoever. So kind of a sneaky, fun game there, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be – yeah, there's some there's some, uh, some decent games on the slate tonight along with that Knicks Suns primary game. Let's go to Miami where the Miami Heat and Chicago Bulls completing the second game of a two-game set. Heat got the win by five points in the first game of that set. Now, tonight, the Bulls are a six point road underdog in Miami. Total is at 205. Zach Levine remains out. The Miami Heat kind of remain on the cusp of turning the corner, but they haven't quite done it yet, um, especially on the offensive end, continuing to struggle. Uh, where are you going with the six point number here, Munaf?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we take a look at Miami. I think this is a team that, if you like playing Miami, play them in the first half, because if you kind of take a look at their second half metrics, they're just really letting some of these teams that they're kind of dominating in the first half kind of either get back in the game or beat them outright in the second half. Um, this is a back-to-back situation. I mean, uh, you know, they're playing Chicago again. They, like you mentioned that they got the five point victory over them. Um, I'm, I don't really have a lean for the full game, but I'm going to play Miami in the first half here tonight. Um like I said, you know, Miami gets off to great starts and then the second half, they kind of poo-poo and, you know, let their opponent kind of get back in the game. Um, So, again, this is a big game for Miami here tonight. Uh, They're number seven here in the Eastern Conference standings. They're tied with the Boston Celtics uh, for, for the sixth seed. And they're two games behind that four or five seed. So I think now is the time that Miami kind of really needs to get it going. But, you know, again, a team that I still haven't been able to figure out on what's going on with this team. Um, but at least for tonight, you know, Chicago's is kind of free-falling, especially without Zach Levine. I feel like they just don't have enough offensively. Um, I'll, I'll take Miami here tonight.
0: Yeah, I think this is definitely a tough number here. Obviously, that first game of the set closed that fire, you know, ended up as a five-point game. Spread is six mm-hmm. here. You know, could definitely go either way. With Miami, you keep wanting them to break out. But like you said, they haven't done it yet. I would probably see a better case for this minus 240 as maybe a Moneyline parlay leg. On the on the heat because okay. like you said they can like they can give up a lead um, not really another short home favorite on the slate that I like maybe the Lakers could go in there um, trying to trying to come up with another minus two forty obviously the open parlay is all, always another fun way to get at it mm-hmm. um, so we can maybe find something from tomorrow night next game here on the slate the utah jazz are laying nine and a half in minnesota obviously minnesota's got that upset over the jazz I think that was a couple nights ago totals at 228 donovan mitchell remains out with this ankle um but you know they obviously bringing joe ingles in not too shabby a replacement yeah um Munaf, where are you going with this nine and a half point spread here
1: yeah um i think i want to stay with minnesota here at home as a you know, a home uh, underdog here. They lost straight up to uh, the Jazz the other night by five points, and now it's only been a three-point adjustment going back
0: home. Now they, for... they beat they beat the Jazz by five.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. The Wolves yeah. beat the w- – were they at home with that game, or was it that
0: in Utah? That was in Utah. The Jazz got out to a okay. big lead and then blew that game. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll tell – I'll take Minnesota here as home underdogs. I, I think this team again is struggling scoring points without, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell. I kind of saw that final score against uh, the other night within the, between these two teams. I was like, man, so low, right? one of the worst defenses in the league. I was like, wow, what's going on? 107, nine, 197 points between these two teams. But um, yeah, as far as that, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll take the home underdog here. Let's see if I can find some metrics here for, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. I mean, not much there. They're twelve, 12 as home uh, home underdogs, um, fourteen and fifteen against the spread overall at home. So um, I think Utah will maybe get will get the victory here tonight, but I don't think they'll cover that that number of nine and a half.
0: Yeah, I think it's Timberwolves are past here as a at as, yeah. as, as I mean, the T Wolves got that win in Utah despite only shooting twenty three point seven percent from three. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, maybe can get a little bit better here. Um, yeah, I think it's T wolves are past obviously with this big number on the road and the T wolves are really competing recently. I mean, they're kind of, they're not, they don't really seem to be as invested in the all out tank job. Um, that kind of other teams are kind of getting into. They've obviously been starting to win games more. I mean, they're four and six in their last 10. You -hmm. compare that to the other dregs of the West, where it's like the Kings are two and eight in their last 10. The OKC Thunder are 0 and 10 in their last 10. Rockets are one and nine in their last 10. Timberwolves are four and six in their last 10. They're still trying to win games. Obviously, Mm -hmm. when you have, you know, a guy like Carl Anthony Towns on your team, you kind of owe it to him to do that. I don't think he'd be amenable to an all-out tank job. So, yeah, I think nine and a half is a big number. Thoughts on this total at 228. I think a lot of people might be scared away by that, you know, 197 close from their their last matchup. But uh, two teams that we know can like to push the pace, shoot a lot of threes. Um, so I kind of kind of see the case for over 228 here, um, or maybe even some team total action. We got the Jazz at 119, the T Wolves at 109, 109 and a half. Um, any mm. thoughts on team totals or the total in general?
1: Yeah, I think the one part that does scare me is that I think that Utah uh it's I'm using a sh- short sample here of their last three games because it's been without Donovan Mitchell. And I think yeah. my mindset on that is, is that I, I think that Utah has to play better defense for them to win games without having their superstar player in Donovan Mitchell. Their defensive rating over their last three games, again again, it's a short sample, it's it's at ninety-seven point six. And I don't remember the last time I saw at least this season where a defensive rating was um, that low. We take a look over their last five games. It's at 103.8. Um, so they're kind of free falling, at least offensively, but defensively, Utah's playing better. Again, if this is a team that they can knock down their three-point shots with Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal and Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, yeah, I think this can exceed that over, but I think I'm going to continue to stay with the under here tonight. I think that Shaz really, you know, slow the pace down here and, you know, kind of dig down defensively. Uh, Their pace is down to number 12 here uh, over their last five games. Minnesota is, um, let's see here, at number 11. So um, I think it's a a big number. So I, I lean towards the under.
0: Yeah, it is a big number, and obviously the style of the Jazz can change a little bit when you bring in jingles instead Mm -hmm. of Donovan Mitchell. It's much more methodical and a little more ball movement, whereas Donovan can kind of look to get up and down the court really rapidly. So let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back with the rest of the slate, and then we'll check in briefly with some of these Atlantic division teams. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube, but for what hashtag dedgins only care about, and that's sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. And Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They have a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-T-V. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-T-V. We're also brought to you by Riffer. The Sports Gambling Podcast is now on Riffer. Riffer is your home to many episodes and free picks from the SGPN crew. When you don't have time to listen to an entire episode, Riffer is the perfect quick fix so make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. Okay, coming back off the break, another really good game here, although Kawhi Leonard remains out with this kind of mysterious foot injury. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers go to New Orleans laying two on the road total is at two twenty eight and a half. and a half. The Clippers are playing really, really well, even despite the lack of Kawhi Leonard nine to one in their last 10 now tied with the Phoenix suns for the number two seed and with an easier schedule down the stretch. So, I mean, remains to be seen how much home court will matter, but obviously getting to that two to avoid Dallas potentially in the first round will be really nice for the Clippers. Um, this game here, go to New Orleans, should be fun. A little Zion, Paul George battle. Paul George has been playing really, really well as well. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this game here, Munaf?
1: This this line kind of stinks to me, doesn't it? Like, why is the Clippers only laying two? I know they're without uh, Kawhi Leonard, and I think Luke Kennard's also out here tonight, also. But like, I feel like this is one of those games where I'm taking the mindset that the people will or the public will be on like Knicks plus that two at home and they're laying only, you know, take a look at the Clippers that are only laying two on the road. I'm going to take the, the Pelicans here tonight, plus the two at home as underdogs. I I think that this is a game where the uh, Pelicans here get up for going up against a, a superior, uh, Western Conference opponent. You know, I, as far as the injury report for the Pelicans, I, everybody's playing here tonight. Yeah. You know, Zion's in, Bi's in. You know, Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball, everybody here playing tonight. The concern for the Lake, or sorry, the Clippers, is that you're still without a lot of key guys. Beverly's out, Ibaka's out, uh, uh, Luke Kennard's out, like I mentioned, and obviously Kawhi Leonard's also out. So, um, you know, take a look at the Pelicans at home. And, and the underdog role eight and four against the spread as home underdogs. Um, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll take the new Orleans Pelicans plus a two here tonight.
0: Yeah. Very, very, very uh, stinky spread. I agree. What do you, I think I might see the case for a Pelicans team total over one thirteen and a half and a half here. Okay. Um, a lot of injuries to the Clippers. Like you mentioned, I think the Pelicans will try to get up and down here against this older Clippers team, everyone healthy for the Pelicans. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I do like the plus two. Um, I, I will say, I think the Clippers, you know, with how well Paul George has been playing, this is the best offense in the NBA. It's kind of crazy yeah. to say that with how, you know, what the talent that Brooklyn has assembled, but major credit to Ty Lue for kind of what he's put together there. Um This totals at 228 and a half, obviously a half tick higher than that Utah, Minnesota game. Kind of a similar matchup, I would say, in terms of, you know, two teams that can get up there, although recent Mm -hmm. performance would say they might not. Um, I like this Pelicans team total at 113 and a half. I will go over there. Um, And if I had to lean on the spread, I would probably go with the Pelicans plus two as well. Do you have any thoughts on the total here? Any player props?
1: Uh, I mean, we, we, you know, we took a look at BI the other night and that one cashed for us easily. Uh, let me see if I can pull up a number for BI. Cause I feel like the focus might be on z- slowing down Zion inside. So that might be opening up some shots for, uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, quickly. Let me see. And that line right now, I see it down to plus one and a half now for, uh, the okay. Pelicans.
0: As always the zoom yeah. IT department listening to us and getting yeah. down on these. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I, I I don't, yeah, I don't see the props listed here. I don't know why it's not loading, but that that total is up to 229 now, and uh, like we said, 113 and a half for the Pelican team total. Yeah, yeah. So that one's still sitting there at that point. Uh, but you know, if I can pull up that BI uh, player prop, but well, we can get to the next game if I get if I see it, I'll, I'll quickly mention it.
0: Yeah, and with the Clippers personnel, I think you know. Either Zion or B.I. should have a huge game here tonight. I mean, it's really PG, and then now they're starting Pat-Pat and Zubac in the front court with kind of trying to make it through these injuries. But, you know, credit to them. I actually was going to write a tweet that was intended to be humorous that Paul George is, like, two good games away from being the new sneaky MVP candidate (laughs) Um, because, you know, it doesn't seem like anyone wants to give it to Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Let's get to that uh, that man. Nikola Jokic continues to – this Nuggets team continues to find ways to win – your boy, Will Barton, goes down with a devastating hamstring injury. Yeah. He might be out for the year now. So, just the injuries continue to really pile up for the Nuggets. Obviously, a shame because they were playing, I mean, they they're still are playing really well. Um, now, you have uh, PJ Dozier as the new starting shooting guard for the Denver Nuggets, but they are laying four and a half at home to the Memphis Grizzlies, who come in off of back to back wins in. Portland totals at 228 I think I'm going with the Grizzlies plus the four and a half they took this Denver team to double OT two days ago or you know not two days ago but a few games ago um Mm -hmm. and and we'll have no fear in this spot the only question is uh do they rest anybody off of the off that you know heavy Portland uh back-to-back situation um your thoughts on this game here Munaf
1: yeah, I got to agree with you again here. And I know we're trying to, supposed to get some uh, disagreements <laughs> here, but we we take a look at, you know, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, we ca- I keep waiting, like, for this Denver game or team to kind of, like, fall off without, like, not having Jamal Murray and now Will Barton. I still see Monte Morris is questionable here tonight, but okay. they're still finding ways to win games. And obviously it's been around, uh, you know, the Joker, who's been playing at an MVP level this season um, but I'm gonna take Memphis here tonight. I think you know they have a tough game of schedules here, or t- tough games uh, coming up. Again, they beat Portland twice, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, they have Denver tonight. And I think they play Portland again. So wow, uh, they're kind of in the midst of you know finding uh, or sorry battling for the playoff position and for that play-in tournament. So they know that their 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 margin for error is very thin. So. take a look if they get the victory here tonight that'll be three three wins in a row they get go up against portland again on wednesday night and they have two easy easy games against orlando like we had mentioned we're talking about the daily fadeaway um so some you know maybe a stretch where they can win five out of six games or possibly put together a winning streak here and and really build that momentum going into the to, to the you know uh play in tournament um, but, yeah, going back to the spread, I do like Memphis here tonight. Um, uh, I'm trying to find some Ja Morant props because he's been playing really well. But, again, Memphis' <laughs> team is healthy. Hopefully Triple J is able to go tonight for them. Um, and, yeah, give me that give me that four points for for Memphis here.
0: As you make that comment, I am pulling up the Ja Morant player proud number for points, rebounds, and assists. Um, so it's at <laughs> 32, 32 and a half. I'd really like that to go over. Um, he's been playing really yeah. well and eclipsing this you know in recent form and remember he kind of had a little bit of a heated matchup with uh Faku Campazzo in their last in that last matchup between Memphis and Denver Ja Moran, obviously was talking a little bit of trash in the post game saying that Campazzo couldn't guard him um now Denver's depth is even more stretched out on that perimeter defense there Shaq Harrison and Austin Rivers now becoming part of the rotation for them so I think Ja at 33 and at 32 and a half really liked that over might be my favorite play on the on the slate today And I did also want to point out, I mean, this is more of a, a not necessarily pertaining to this game, but when you look at kind of how the NBA organized this season between the four Mm. conference finalists, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Heat, uh, that's four teams that made it the farthest in the bubble, all four Mm. of those teams just being decimated by injuries all season. Yeah. Um, And, you know, nothing you can do about it. And obviously they had to do what they had to do, but I will say I think we are seeing that sort of start to pan out with these teams kind of just tapping out to injuries and, a lot of soft tissue stuff that kind of results from not being, you know, loosen up that kind of thing. So this spread just ticked down to four as we speak as well. So I've seen Memphis at four um, in Denver. So definitely like Memphis there and definitely really interested in those John Morant props. We will circle back with our best bets of the day at the end of the podcast. Yes. Let's go to the last game on the slate. The Sacramento Kings are a six point home dog to the Dallas Mavericks. Total is at two twenty three and a half. and a half. The Kings really really fun game against the Warriors last night I don't know if you got a chance to see that Buddy Heald, um absolutely botched uh, Steph turned it over right to him and Buddy Heald dropped the ball kicked it out of bounds but they could have had a chance to take the lead uh, so a, kind of a heartbreaking loss for the Kings but they continue to kind of have Tyrese Halliburton playing well obviously De'Aaron Fox now in the health and safety protocols so um, interesting spot here Dallas you know kind of as a result of Portland's struggles, just kind of sliding up into that 60 without anyone really noticing. So, where are you going with this uh, six point spread here, Munaf?
1: Yeah, I started like referring to my little stat sheet here on, on trends, um, you know, uh, as a starting point to handicap games. So, take a look at Sacramento Kings. They're 10, 19, and one against the spread at home overall, five and 10 in the underdog role at home. Um, you know, Dallas is playing relatively well. I think the question mark for them tonight is going to be as if KP is able to go tonight. Um, but this might just turn into a, a Luca Luca triple double, and maybe a big triple double night for him. Uh Sacramento, we take a look over their last seven games, really struggling against the point guard position. Um, You know, they're giving up close to 27 points per game, 11 assists per game uh, in that span. Um I'll take Dallas as a road favorite here. Um, You know, like you mentioned, they are on a back-to-back situation or the Sacramento Kings after a tough loss last night. And, you know, quietly, Dallas Mavericks have won three games in a row here. Um, You know, they beat Lakers twice over the weekend. Um, And I'm going to be looking out for some Luka props. Um, We'll get your thoughts on the game. If I can pull up a uh, Luka uh, points prop or points rebounds and assists prop.
0: Yeah, and let's remember that the Kings did get that money line, outright money line win in Dallas. I think that was kind of at the peak of Dallas's mini kind of struggles recently. Mm-hmm. And But that was, remember, a huge De'Aaron Fox game. Uh, that, that was a 121 107 victory for the Kings. But De'Aaron Fox did have 30 and 12 in that game, and he was plus 23 in his 37 yeah. minutes. So I think this is a, a tough spot. I would probably go Kings or or pass. I mean, It's kind of a big number on the road for the Mavericks to be laying here. And obviously the Kings do have that back-to-back scheduling spot. So not really a game I want any part of. Um, Do you get those uh, prop numbers up or any thoughts on the total at 223.5 either?
1: Yeah, I'll probably take a look at uh, Dallas Mavericks team total uh, tonight. Uh, I don't see any props for Dallas Mavericks. They only have uh, Kings players. So I think they're waiting for that KP injury uh, update. Um, I see Dallas right now at 114.5 as far as uh, team total. I kind of do like that number. Like I mentioned, Sacramento really struggling on the defensive end of the basketball. They're number uh, 27 in defensive rating over the last 10 games. Gave up 117 last night to the Warriors, and Steph Curry had another big game as far as points. So as soon as that Luca uh, points prop drops here tonight or for, for this evening, I'll, I'll go and get that posted. I do like Luca here tonight, but sort of the total, you know, anytime Sacramento's in a game, you could think that this game is going to go over <laughs> just because number one, they have the guys on offense that can score the basketball. And then number two, um, um, you know, they're not, they're not very good defensively. So this might be, I quickly don't want to mention this might be a, a Harrison Barnes, um, slash revenge game maybe for him. um, he was with Dallas earlier, right? In this in in his career.
0: Yeah, I I'm think so. Thinking
1: right. Yeah. So this might be maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe a revenge game. But again, somebody has to take the shots for the Sacramento Kings team, you know, Buddy Hield and I think Harrison Barnes are those first two guys are gonna be taking his uh, taking the shots that De'Aaron Fox was putting up. Currently seeing uh, Harrison Barnes points props at 18 and a half. So that, that seems a little conservative to me.
0: Okay, let's uh let's get right into our best bets here. We can repeat them. Um you know, at the end of the show, let's get into the best bets here before we go to this Atlantic Division. Um, before we go to this Atlantic Division uh, kind of setup, what are your favorite plays on the slate tonight, Munaf?
1: Yeah, I'll start with the game spread. Uh, uh, we, like we mentioned, we, I didn't understand this line. I'm going to take the Wizards plus the three and a half as the best bet here tonight. Uh, Wizards, again, playing really well uh, over their last, you know, 10 games. San Antonio, we've mentioned that. You know, they've been okay, but I want to stay with the hot hand here, getting points at home, even though they're in a back-to-back situation. Give me the Washington Wizards plus a a three-and-a-half here tonight.
0: Great minds think alike. I would go with the (laughs) Washington Wizards plus three-and-a-half as well um, for everything you just said. And then I will also take the Detroit Pistons plus. That's up to four-and-a-half now at home um, against the Atlanta Hawks. I'll take the Pistons there. And then player props. I'm going to go with Ja Morant over to 32 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That is definitely my favorite play on the slate tonight, uh, regardless of, of bet type. Let me get you one more, and that is going to get up the Chris Paul over 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists against the New York Knicks. Um, any other plays you want to bring, Munaf?
1: Yeah, um, I'll quickly mention one more best bet. I'll take the uh, Phoenix Suns here. T- Tonight minus the two against the New York Knicks. As much as I, I don't want to go against a train that's that's red hot, but I just feel like that's going to be a fate against the public here tonight. And then one player prop I do want to mention is once it does drop, uh, I'm not currently seeing it. It'll be probably Darius Garland if Colin Sexton's not able to go tonight, like you did yeah. mention he was doubtful with a concussion. So once those player props do to um, drop, I'll, you know, we'll circle this back at the end of the pod, just to make sure to check our, uh, my Twitter or our Slack channel.
0: Yes, sir. And we can, let's go to the Atlantic division. We can go much quicker and just kind of check in on kind of where we're at with each of these teams. Don't need to go too in depth on them, but let's start with the Brooklyn nets. And my question with you regarding the Brooklyn nets is uh, what kind of matchup do you think that the Sixers and the Bucks would provide against them? And, you know, which one of those would you rather face in a potential final uh, conference final series if the Brooklyn Nets do hold on to the one seed? Which of these teams do you think would give them more trouble? I,
1: I, think, I think each team kind of brings its own challenge to the Brooklyn Nets. I think if the Philadelphia 76ers matched up with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, I think Joel Embiid would would feast inside against against the Brooklyn Nets because they kind of don't really have that true center that can really guard Joel Embiid. I mean, they do have Claxton, that I think I was listening, watching the game last night between the Nets and the Suns, and you know they mentioned on the broadcast that Steve Nash said that Claxton was one of their better defensive anchors inside in that interior. I know right now he's out, but. I think he's going to be a key piece for this Brooklyn Nets team going forward into the playoffs. Um, And then you take a look at Milwaukee. I think this is a Milwaukee is a team that can kind of keep up with the scoring of the uh, Brooklyn Nets, like going toe-to-toe offensively with them. I think that Milwaukee has more of the dynamic players that can potentially slow down The Brooklyn Nets guys, I mean, we've talked about all season is that if you're going to try to stop one of these guys on the Brooklyn Nets, the other guy's going to go off. But I think the Milwaukee Bucks defensively with PJ Tucker, Drew Holiday, Giannis and Chris Milton have the capabilities of slowing down the Brooklyn Nets. But I just I think ultimately um, I I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be just too much for a team to handle over a seven game series.
0: Yeah. I will say, I think it's definitely Milwaukee is the tougher matchup for them. Yeah. Um, with the Sixers. Yeah. You have the Embiid question mark, but you know, we've seen time and time again, that post scoring is not really the way you're going to keep up with a team at the Brooklyn Nets, who I think would have a lot of success offensively against the Sixers. You look at the bucks, mm-hmm. the Nets also don't really have anyone to guard Giannis. I think, I think they can right. do a good job. just kind of hanging back Deandre Jordan or Claxton by the rim and forcing Giannis to go into that. But, the Bucks personnel in the defensive end with the opportunity to close games with P.J. Tucker at the five, you know, I think P.J. can do a really good job on KD. Drew, obviously, probably the best perimeter defender in the NBA. So you stick Drew on Harden or Kyrie. So I think they do have kind of good response to what the Nets bring to the table. I would think nets Bucks would just be a phenomenal series. I mean, I, I would just yeah. salivate over watching that and and, and kind of handicapping th- those games. Um so yeah, I mean, with Brooklyn, obviously forty-one and twenty right now, a game and a half up in the East. They do have a big-time road trip coming up, uh, where they will travel and play some playoff teams in the West. Let me just pull up the schedule real quick. Um, yeah, so they go at Toronto, at Indiana, home to Portland, and they go at Milwaukee, at Milwaukee, at Dallas, at Denver. Um, yes. So that'll be an interesting four-game slate. But if they can hold on to that one seed, that would be obviously phenomenal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Philly and I'll ask you the same question. Um, as I did about Brooklyn, I mean, which matchup would you prefer between Bucks and Nets if you were the Sixers?
1: I think for the uh Sixers, it probably will be the Bucks for me. I mean, I'm really high on this Brooklyn Nets team because of the three superstars, yeah. Um, but for right now, for I think for Philadelphia, it's about getting healthy and starting to win some games here. I mean, you know, we've seen Ben Simmons out with a um, illness. We've seen, you know, um, Tobias Harris been out with, with, with a nagging e- a knee injury. Um, but as far as the playoff outlook for the Sixers, I mean, my question, my biggest question is that do they have enough offensively to keep up with both the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, is Joel Embiid going to be enough to take on the offensive capabilities that both of those other teams have? It's what, what are we going to get out of Ben Simmons? We've seen Tobias Harris have a, you know, take another step up in being a a significant piece for the 76ers this season. But is it going to be enough for them to beat either one of these teams? I'm not too sure. If I had to rank it right now, who I would think that would come out of the Eastern Conference for me would it be the Brooklyn Nets, number one, the Milwaukee Bucks, and then the 76ers.
0: I agree. And. The last time that we saw the Sixers make a deep playoff, I remember they had Jimmy Butler kind of doing Jimmy Butler things on this team, right? That, that, that when they went yeah. deep with, and then last year was kind of a wash, obviously with the Ben Simmons injury and they got swept out by the Celtics. But, you know, we haven't really seen Joel Embiid be the bona fide best player on a, on a championship contending team. They still don't really know what does Ben Simmons do offensively. I keep raising this concern. I mean, they haven't figured out the Ben Simmons question at all on the offensive yeah. end of what he what is he going to do in the fourth quarter of a playoff game where teams are switching and you need to create your own shot. I mean, having Ben Simmons out there is still looking like it, it will be a liability. So um, I agree with that ranking that you just wrote uh, with Nets one, Bucks two. I would have the Sixers as honestly a distant third in that. I, I'm not very high on them heading into the playoffs with the New York Knicks. Obviously, we, we've said a lot about them in kind of this winning streak. Um, my question to you with the New York Knicks, and we can kind of do this. We're looking at a little more playoff matchups. How would you kind of rank their potential in a playoff series in the first round if they get the four or the five against the Hawks, Celtics, or Heat? Could they beat any of those teams in a first-round series?
1: I, I think that the Knicks would almost have to play like a perfect game in every single one of their games to to win a playoff series because you kind of take a look. I think I value playoff experience a lot more over a lot of things because the game is the, the intensity is, is, is it's, it rises in the playoffs, right? Because you're competing for a championship. You take a look at the roster for the New York Knicks. I mean, it's a lot of young guys that don't have number one playoff experience and they're kind of early on the stage of their careers. Um, I think the only guy that has that significant playoff experience is probably going to be Derek Rose and it's going to be Todd Gibson. Those are your ton to two veterans, but then you kind of look at guys like RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickley, some of your key guys that have been doing well for you this season. They just don't have that playoff experience. And, you know, I, I think this is a great stepping stone as far as building for the future for the New York Knicks. It'll be exciting to see Madison square garden, on, on the TV in the playoffs. I think that's something that'll be, you know, fun to see. But I, I think for the New York Knicks, it'll probably be a first round, first round exit. Not to say that they may not push a team to a six or seven game series. That would be exciting to see. But I think the ceiling for them is probably going to be a first round exit.
0: Yeah, I think their their best hopes that, that they get the Hawks in the first round. I think they they, they could definitely take the Hawks, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that it would be kind of a similar Situation where the Hawks aren't really a playoff team either. They haven't really been there either. So it would kind of yeah. be two teams that are have that you know lack of experience going up against head to head. Playing Miami, I think, would be devastating for them just because Bam out of Bio can take Julius Randle out of that series, yeah. and then you know what do the Knicks do from there? That that would be a really tough matchup, I think. And then the Celtics as well don't necessarily have a specific personnel expertise, but just between Jalen and and Tatum, I think that would be a really tough series for the Knicks. So. I agree. It's been a really nice season. I think looking forward to next season, they look like they're about to make some more win now moves. I think Kyle Lowry and Mike Conley are two guys. They're going to look at hard at the point guard position. Um, so they're very interesting off season coming up in New York and hopefully they make the playoffs, it's a really tough schedule coming up. And, you know, that'll start tonight with Phoenix, obviously the Boston Celtics. Um, they had that six game winning streak, then lost two in a row. Where are you kind of at with the Celtics team going into the playoffs? How close or far are they from the team that they were that made the conference finals last year?
1: I think the question mark for like the Boston Celtics is like, are they going to be able to like just flip the switch in the playoffs and yeah. get back to what they did last season, at least getting to the Eastern Conference finals? Something again, we I thought that they kind of figured things out when they had that six-game winning streak. They dropped the game against Chicago, but then they had that impressive win over the Phoenix Suns. Um, I think that was just a bad spot for Phoenix. But then you know they battled against Brooklyn and then a, a tough loss against the Charlotte Hornets yep. um, yesterday. But that I mean I was watching that game and Charlie was just shooting lights out in that game. But you take a look at their schedule now for for Boston. I think this might be a time to start betting on them because they, it seems like they have almost have an easy schedule with OKC. They have their revenge game against Charlotte. San Antonio, Portland, Orlando, Chicago. And then they, in the season against Cleveland, Miami and Minnesota. So I, I think they will be probably in that four to five range competing for that, for that playoff seating. But the question mark for this team is going to be for me is, are they just going to flip the switch in the, in the, in the, um, uh, on the playoffs when you have two superstars like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Marcus smart's been playing well. I think Kimba Walker recently has been playing well for them. Yep. What, what, what we've kind of said is that if Kemba Walker is playing well, this team can make, I guess, a run at least getting to that second round and really giving one of those teams fits, whether it's whoever they match up against. I think it will probably be Milwaukee, but... Um, you know, Jason Tatum's had success in the playoffs last season. You know, those it'll be those it'll be time for those two guys to step up again. But what they get out of Kemba Walker will be my biggest question. I think how well Kemba Walker plays for them will probably be how far this Boston Celtics team gets. I think they can give fits to a team in that second round wherever they match up against.
0: Yeah, totally agree with the, the question mark for me is Kemba. I, I yeah. think we we kind of know Jason Tatum as an isolation scorer. He brings that to the table. Jalen Brown brings everything to the table. Marcus Smart brings that defense to the table. Kemba Walker is a guy who's really been on and off throughout this season. Last 10 games, he's up to 20 points, six boards, six assists on improving efficiency. So Kemba Walker, I think, is the swing piece for this team. If he can get right and be the kind of a third star, I, I'm, I noticed he said this team has two stars right? This Mm. team was supposed to have three stars and Kemba Walker hasn't lived up to that billing last year in the playoffs. He kind of hovered along that line, his ability to shoot the pull up three and kind of get to those spots on pick and roll was very helpful for them in the playoffs. And, you know, Toronto struggled to guard him last year. Um, So I I do think that Kemba Walker will be the swing piece for Boston in the playoffs. Last team here, Toronto Raptors, not much new, obviously, um, you know, kind of, not much else to say really about this team. I mean, they they are very confusing. I think next year they'll be back, but this year it doesn't look like they'll be in the playoffs at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, quickly with Toronto, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. Just kind of look at their schedule coming up. They have Cleveland uh, tonight, I believe, like we mentioned. and They have Port, uh, they have Brooklyn, Denver, Utah, and then the two L.A. teams. So I think that's pretty much a wrap for them for this season. I think, yeah, like you said, they'll be back next season. The biggest question for them is what they do with Cal Lowry. Um, You know, hopefully they'll be back, be able to be back in Toronto in their home arena where I, I think they you know, they want to be with their fans in the arena. Um, But again, for this season, it, they're not going to make the playoffs and hopefully they can, you know, get a good pick of the draft and, and add some depth to this team.
0: Yes, sir. That will wrap it up for today's show. I will run through my best bet slip real quick. Wizards sure. plus the three and a half. Pistons plus the four and a half. John Morant over 32 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And Chris Paul over 28 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Munaf, what is your slate looking like?
1: Yeah, I think we have a double lock with the wizards here, uh, plus the three and a half as, as a best bet. Um, Again, I'm still waiting for somebody's player props to kind of, you know, uh, get posted here. We're waiting for some injury news. Uh, but definitely plus three and a half on the Wizards. Uh, let's take the... I'll take the team total for the 76ers here tonight over the one fifteen and a half. and a half. I believe... I think Ben Simmons and Joel Amid will be able to go tonight. also did like Phoenix minus the two. And then the last one um, I will take is going to be the uh, Pelicans team total over the 113 and a half.
0: There we go. And I, I will say I am close to you on the uh Phoenix Suns minus 2 although I won't take it out of respect for my New York Knicks. <laughs> Moonov, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh find me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Uh I'll get my player props posted um on there once again. We're just waiting for some injury news, but I do have my totals of the day. 6 and 1 last week, player props are starting to heat up a little bit. Uh but yeah, definitely find me on Twitter at sportsnerd824.
0: There we go. You can find me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast and all the podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Thank you all for listening. Please join us in the conversation on Slack at sgpn slash Slack. Think that's it. Let's have a big night tonight. We'll be back on Wednesday, um, and uh, have a good one, everybody. Basketball, give me, give me, give
1: me the ball because I'm. Gonna-